The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss an in-depth guide of meeting and exceeding customer expectations. Joining us is Courtney Trudeau, who is the SVP of Tech Strategy at Merkle, which is a leading data-driven customer experience management company that specializes in the delivery of unique personalized customer experiences across platforms and devices. And in addition to providing us with a guest today, Courtney and Merkle are also sponsors of the MarTech Podcast. So far this week, Courtney and I have talked about CX at the speed and scale of customer expectations and why the biggest barrier in tech is your data. And today we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about making the most of your technology and data investments. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Courtney Trudeau, the SVP of Tech Strategy at Merkle. Courtney, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been so fun. Always a pleasure to have you here. Always great to have a representative from Merkle on the show. We've had a great conversation so far talking about how customer expectations are changing rapidly and then how your data and your infrastructure is also changing to evolve to meet those expectations. Look, everybody now can go and build their own data warehouse in the cloud. I know this because I've been able to do it. And if I could do it, anybody can. But you have to have a data strategy and understand what you're trying to accomplish to not only collect the data, but to scrub it and make it useful and then get it out into your customers to actually have an effect on your marketing. And without that strategy, your tech stack is going to fall down. But it's not just, okay, here's what I want to do, but here's what I can afford and here's the infrastructure I need. Talk to me a little bit about making investments in technology and data and how do you right size for where you are and where you're going in your organization? Yeah, I think a lot of that starts with your goals. And you've already said that quite a few times in this podcast, which I love. And I think as Steve Jobs, we have that famous quote, which is start with the customer experience and then work backwards to the technology and the data. So that is a number one, start with your strategy, start with your customer experience, and then start with your KPIs and your goals. I think the next thing you really need to do is you need to understand what you have in place today. What is leverageable? Okay, you don't have a cloud data warehouse. That's fine. So like you did, you can go build one. But do you have existing technology where you do your emails today? And how does that integrate with your new database? So understanding where you sit today is going to be super helpful to understand where your gaps are and then where you need to invest 
and how to right size it for those current challenges to get to those goals that you set first. You know, it's easy to say, great, know where you're going, know what you want to accomplish in advance from the start, have a clear goal and trajectory. But the reality is your business and your strategy is going to pivot over time. How do you think about making the right investment up front that you know can be scalable? And I will be a little bit more concrete with my question. When I was building our data infrastructure, we had to go build a cloud, a data warehouse. Well, I had to figure out how much I was going to spend on warehousing, how much data we had, how much it was going to cost. Then I had to think about, okay, well, how am I going to get that into a business intelligence tool? What is that going to cost? At, at what point does it become scalable? What are the costs over time? When you're going through this math in your head of what does it cost to put something on AWS? And then how do I get it to BigQuery? And what are those costs? How do you think about where to start? And how do you think about where you're going to end up? Well, I think the beauty of a lot of platforms and technologies, especially the ones you just mentioned today, not only are they scalable, but the pricing structure varies and can flex up and down depending on where you start and where you need to go. So I think that's the first thing you need to think about. So your question was like, where do you start? So what I like to do when we work with our clients is kind of do a prioritization exercise. So we kind of look at what we need to do, what the costs are and what the benefits are and weigh those different things against each other to see where we're going to get the most value and understand, okay, investing in that cloud data warehouse is actually going to give us the most value because having our data all in one place will make it easier and more seamless for us to integrate with other platforms. So if we do this, we're going to get more value out of all our other technologies. So trying to take that value-based approach is super important, no matter what size of an organization you are. Yeah, that was the interesting thing to me going through this process last year. As we were setting up our data warehouse, it was understanding that the costs were like minuscule. It was, it was actually free for months. You get a bunch of credits when you sign up for AWS and they don't charge it for a couple of months and they get the needle in and then you're hooked. Exactly. But the cost for you know a business like mine that doesn't have a ton of data is really relatively small. When does it start to become expensive and when are you starting to think, well, cloud infrastructure might not be right or is it just everybody's on the cloud all the time now? Everybody's not in the cloud, despite what you're hearing in the playground. We work with many clients who are transitioning to the cloud. So it's not something like everyone's doing it, you should do it too. I think that's a great question. And I think you have to understand your business model. So when you're investing in your business, where are you looking to take it? Because something simpler might be a fit for purpose infrastructure that's right for you. But if you're looking to continually grow and flex your business, especially if you have ups and downs within your business cycles, the cloud is definitely the way to go. And if you're looking at something like a snowflake with a cloud, the data sharing capabilities, the cost structure, everything becomes very flexible and very manageable over time. I'm glad you mentioned Snowflake. What the heck do they do? So they are not something that exists only in Colorado. It's in Tahoe. It's Tahoe. in Utah. <laughs> I've even heard Canada has snow. So Snowflake is a data warehouse, but it is not a cloud. So Snowflake sits on any of your three or whatever cloud you want to. They've been kind of on the cutting edge because they've decided not to be a cloud provider, but to be that data warehouse. They can take advantage of being on the cutting edge of how your data gets into it, how you manage your data. One of their biggest draws is their data sharing capabilities. 
when you think about single source data, they have the ability to share with other environments without copying data. So that's one of the big things when you think about single source. Normally, if you're sharing data, you're copying it into another database. Snowflake and a lot of the big cloud providers have come up to speed here, but you can share data across different organizations without actually having to copy it. You can just allow people to read it and query it. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So let me make sure I understand this. I feel like as the host of the MarTech podcast, I really should know what Snowflake does. But hey, I run a media business. What do you want from me? There is a difference between Amazon Web Services and Google and Microsoft Azure. You're actually giving your data and putting it onto a service that's in the cloud owned by Amazon, Google or Microsoft. Snowflake is essentially the layer that is on top of your in-house servers. Am I correct? Snowflake sits in the cloud. So Snowflake is akin to BigQuery. So GCP is the cloud. BigQuery is the platform where you put your data. So Snowflake is the platform. Okay. So it's the reading and manipulation layer on top of the cloud infrastructure. It is essentially what you can build your business intelligence out of, not just where you house the data, but how you extract it, visualize it, analyze it. Okay. Uh, you know, I probably should have known that already. Yeah. All right. So now all of a sudden we've got our cloud infrastructure, Google, Amazon, Microsoft being the big players. And we're going to take some of that data out into Snowflake or BigQuery. And there's a second expense. What are some of the other investments that you think about and how do you manage those investments? So some of the other investments would be standardizing and cleansing your data, as well as identity resolution. These are definitely commodities that you can buy off the shelf and are relatively inexpensive in terms of the value you get from cleaning and standardizing your data, as well as bringing it together is tenfold. And other expenses that you want to think about is if you're looking to do some analytics 
or measurement on top of your data, some sort of visualization tool or business intelligence tool. If you want to integrate it with downstream platforms, you mentioned CDP and reverse EPL. Those are very easily plugged into your cloud data warehouses. So making that integration easier. Other categories you want to consider is how are you managing your journey orchestration? So if you are in a business where you want to manage how a consumer interacts with you and almost like a decision tree, like they opened an email today, I want to send them a display ad tomorrow because they opened the email, you would need a journey orchestration tool to help you manage that decision tree and then integrate with like your email and your media platforms. All right. So when you're working with a new client at Merkle and you're sitting there and you're looking at their data strategy and maybe they're in the cloud, maybe they're not. Is there a number that's in your head figuring out what their investment should be in technology and data? Should you be spending 5, 10, 20, 30 percent of your budget on infrastructure and analysis? What's the magic number here for how much you should be spending? This is really funny that you brought this up because this is coming up more and more where people want like a magic number, a percentage of revenue, and there's really no answer for that. It depends. You'd make a great consultant. <laughs> it really does depend, to be completely honest with you, because there are so many factors that go into that percentage and understanding what your ROI are and where you are today and where your gaps are. That just throwing out a 3% or a 5%, like if you're 5% of a $10 billion company, you're talking about a lot of money, which seems insane. So I don't think I can answer that with a really good answer. Obviously, it depends. Consultant jokes aside, the takeaway for me, having done some of this work, you know, we're not to the reverse ETL usage phase of our business yet, but it's not very expensive to set up cloud infrastructure. It's not very expensive to get your data housed and to get it into a place where you can visualize it. To me, what is actually the most expensive, and maybe this is a better question, is how much should you be spending on the infrastructure, the data housing, and then the people to manage the process and analyze it and build your reporting? Is there a breakdown of if I'm going to spend $10 on reporting infrastructure, it's probably going to come with another $5 of incremental labor? How do you think about technology, housing, and then the people to manage it? You absolutely need to think of as you're investing in new technology, even if that technology is relatively budget friendly, having the right people and the right skill sets to manage it is actually incrementally so important, especially if you are investing in a new technology like a CDP or reverse ETL, having an admin level person that can own it, govern it and really ensure that it is working and healthy is going to be key. So taking into account before you invest saying, okay, I don't have these skills today and I don't have the people. I need two more people and these are the type of skill sets I need. And those type of people cost X and Y is going to be very important. The title of this episode is Making the Most of Tech and Data Investments. And as it turns out, the key way to make the most of your technology and data investments is to have somebody who understands what you need to get out of your technology and your data. The person in charge is the one who is steering the ship. And if you don't have the leadership and you don't have the ability to manipulate your data and set it up the right way, none of it's going to be a good investment. And that's why there's brands like Merkle that are out there to help you figure out what to do and how to make the most of your technology and data. Courtney, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us a little bit about data and technology. Thanks for being my guest. Thank you so much. This was great. All right. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. 
Thanks to Courtney Trudeau, the SVP of Tech Strategy at Merkle, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Courtney, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit her company's website, which is Merkle.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E.com. And on Merkle.com, you can find the Tech Innovation Roadmap, or you can go to our show notes, and we have a link directly to that Tech Innovation Roadmap as well. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.